Hello, hello. I am celebrity marketing expert, Lori Levine. Hey now, I'm digital content creator, Lisa Levitt. We are diehard Howard Stern Show listeners looking to connect with other female super fans. And this is the Pop Pop Podcast. Well, hello, hello. Thank you all for joining us on part two of the Marianne from Brooklyn episode on the Pop Pop Podcast. As a quick recap, part one was last week and we had the amazing opportunity to meet with Marianne from Brooklyn. We discussed the latest Bobo saga as well, talked about what this meant to Marianne on a personal level and had the opportunity to get to know Marianne from Brooklyn a little bit more. She shared personal stories on what the Howard Stern Show has meant to her, and this week we will continue that discussion. Sit back, relax, grab your tea. Marianne from Brooklyn, part two, is up next. My son's a big Howard fan, so, you know, he's like, Ma, I go, don't text me, I'm holding, and you know what, I hear that, so why are you telling me, like, Richard and Stella making you pee your pants when I'm listening, you know, you think I'm not listening? My daughter, no, she's very shy, but she doesn't mind, you know, sometimes on the call, like, if they're saying they're sucking each other's dick, and my daughter's very fine, she's not like me, I'm, like, super rough, and I curse, my daughter doesn't, but She's got a good sense of humor, but like, I don't want her to hear certain things like, you know, mm-hmm. like Richard sucking Sal's dick or whatever, you know, <laughs> well, are you going to so- get another dog and like name it after Howard? No, no, no. I'm not getting another dog because my heart is so broken over my first oh, dog. And I'm I had, sorry. and also it's uh, my heart broke when my dog died, but you know what I ended up doing? Yeah. I adopted cats from Beth. Oh, really? That's amazing. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when you see Beth's Instagram and how many people are getting sick, elderly people or mm-hmm. can't take care of their pets. They like to me, that's the yes. like I, we know never- I have well, I adopted and I, I have uh, three times adopted elder older pets. Uh, oh, you uh, did. Oh, yeah. I adopted a nine. Uh, someone died. I adopted her nine year old dog. I have a now I have a 13 year old cat. You know, right. these people just don't make provisions. I wanted to take one of the dogs she had a few years ago. And my husband said, it's not for you. You can't take a sick dog because you'll be sick. And I yeah. I would have to devote every second. And I even have to drop power for that because that's how I get. Yeah. I My dog got sick with liver cancer in 2015. Um, uh, and mm-hmm. um, I go to both. Are you in New York? Uh, yeah, I'm in Manhattan. So Bob's Medical Center, it's called the Animal Medical Center on uh, York Avenue and 61st. And it's a miracle hospital, but really I, we drove Max. My husband was driving me. I was sitting in the back of the car. It was the day of the Conan O'Brien interview. And I know exactly where I am for specific interviews, especially on a yeah. day and, and that. So then when Howard was doing the book and saying, what's his favorite interview? I made lists of people and who I mm-hmm. thought. And, I was cool. and that day he picked up on me. I named two or three people and I said Conan O'Brien and it was Conan O'Brien. Could you believe that? I know. So imagine to me, I mean, that interview, like I never met Conan O'Brien. And he was was so So amazing. So going to, to bring Max, I heard the interview and coming home, I heard the interview. So that interview. That's surreal. Right. My dog was quiet on my lap and that stuck in me. And then when Howard said like, and then I said on the ear, Conan O'Brien. And it was, it was incredible. And then like, um, when my dad died and we had to go to the hospital, my dad was very sick. It was Colin Quinn. Wow. 
And I'll never forget those. You know, those are two powerful. very right. real interviews. Right. Those are those were I not know. surface interviews and promotional right. interviews. Like right. the Conan interview, Conan right. didn't really get into his depression and things that had gone right. on with him. Um, that which, day, that yes. that show was when he spoke about everything, his rise up, all the people. He was mm-hmm. like, out of all of them, he was like, you know, over Jimmy Kimmel and Fallon, he was the, the most real about everything. Well, I really, Conan, I, yeah, he, Conan oh, exposed yeah. a lot that day. Yeah. And by the way, so did, uh, so did uh, Colin. Surprisingly, that's oh, right. so interesting that those things right. happened on those days. And you. Conan O'Brien to me, because like, if you ever see him, like, He's he seems very humble, not so celebrity esque. He's not. He's not a celebrity right. like and, that at all. He's uh, lovely and smart. Went to yes. Harvard. I of mean, course, my God, yes. I'm very low key about it. You know, if well, I went to Harvard, I would. You know, to me, he was yeah. like. I went to Harvard Business School. So there's the photo that we are going to show right here when we right. put this up is going to be me and Conan both in our Harvard t-shirts. <laughs> uh, you know what I mean? Amazing. Um, yeah, well, you I know mean, what? I feel like honored talking to this new Harvey, you know. Yeah, don't. Yes, yeah, absolutely not. I Harvey, went business school. I went, I went I went FIT undergrad and Harvard Amazing. Business School. But by the way, I went back Amazing. to business school just uh uh like eight years ago. So Amazing. yeah, but and by the way, it's so funny that you say that he's humble about going to Harvard, which is the last thing you ever hear for anybody who goes to Harvard. Well, Basically, that's how I thought. You, you just wait yeah. for someone to bring it up, and you're like, I went. You know, if what I, I mean? went to Harvard, I I wear it on my shirt every day. I, I should have a tattoo. Right. I <laughs> when, I went to uh, college for a year, and I'm thinking of going back. I went to St. John's University in Staten Island, and because mm-hmm. I was like, my father was like, get married, have a baby, whatever. So Italian, old fashioned. Only the the brother went in the business, but anyway. I may go back to school. I don't know if I could do it, but it won't be Harvard. Have a tattoo. Harvard. You... Yes, I have a tattoo. I have a few. I have um, I have my tattoo here. Can you see it? Wait. <laughs> is you that see? your? Is that Howard? Yes, yeah, my Howard fist and my crow. All I need in my signature, and then it's sixty nine thirty nine. Oh my god! And the crow. That, ah! The stupid idiot that did my the sixty nine thirty nine was recent, but the guy who did my tattoo is on Howard TV, and I signed all I need, and I said it's an I is a capital I, and he goes, no, it's not. I go, what school did you go to? He goes, you're wrong. So I said, okay. Then I have a small eye, and then that became a bit on the show too. I know, um, between, yeah, I know. But with iPhone and iPods and iPads and everything, I feel like you were ahead of you were the you, know, I don't know. you were ahead of the trends. I have a small eye, and I have a tattoo, and I love it. But how do you? How does it feel when 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 Fred drops the crow? The crow. Sound? I don't even hear it. It's part of me. I like. I love it. I it does like it. Does, like I still talk. I'm still. I'm still. I'm being honest. I'm still talking on the phone after Howard hang up on me. I'm still going another two sentences. <laughs> I'm still. I, I'm still like uh, Howard, and, and, and I'm still going. You know. But one of, uh, one of the things yeah. I wanted to mention, and just uh, and then again, people can call me kiss ass. I don't care. Is I wanted to thank you and how appreciative I was. Um, for you to send me, send us the fans, you know, depending on who contacted you, the Christmas card every year, um, as someone who doesn't have a huge extended family and understanding that the time that it takes for you to, you know, put together the card and then, you know, go to this post office and just that genuine care that you have for Howard's fans. Um, it really touched me personally. And I just wanted to take this opportunity to thank you for that. Um, I need to, I need to get on the Christmas card list. (laughs) We're going to get you on the list and it's and, and Bobo's off my Christmas. You saw my Christmas. Oh, there's a slide. 
Okay, Bobo's out. I'm in. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. That's another thing because there's a lot of people that you meet that don't have the opportunity in New York that want a piece of memorabilia or a card. Not that I think I'm anybody, but I'm a card person anyway. I was sending out Ziggy cards in 1975. So I was always a Hallmark card person, you know? So I started one year making the cards and he, the cards are on my desk, like this card. My mm-hmm, point yes. was photographing me in the, uh, you know, and the birthday uh, invitation that, and about the birthday invitations, I, t- I told whoever could, I said, you got to call, you got to win. You, I got two or three people to call in and get, here's another one, Live, Love, Believe, AGT. So, so is the, every every year your Christmas card I, is? It's a Howard card. It's a Howard card? Yeah, every year, you know. So now look, I'm getting a collection of cards here, that's you know. That's so nice. I know. That's how, Lisa, that's how Lisa and I met. I asked her because I'm Jewish and right. I didn't get to celebrate Christmas until I got married and I had my stepkids, I have someone do a Christmas card for us every year. And oh, that's how I nice. reach. And Lisa does such beautiful artwork. Um, so I had her um, make a Christmas card over. Uh, it, it Actually, she came up with the concept. I said, uh, you know, I see your your work and you do such great. I, I, have, I need an idea for this year because it's, you know, it's COVID. And she said, why don't you do a Christmas card that's a Zoom Call. Oh, that's very cute. And it was Excellent. all the kids and all the pets and all, and that's it was very so nice. genius. You have to show so me smart. on Instagram. Lisa, yeah. you're very good. You made that Bobo at the Kim K and Pete Davidson. <laughs> <Met Gallup>. <laughs> Bobo, <laughs> Bobo at the Met Ball. I, if I had one ounce of what you have in you with that, oh my God, I would be sitting at this desk all day. That, I said that to the Stern Show. That, to every guy up there, that was, I said, oh my God. Time. That was so good. You Bobo know. with the Met Ball. Yeah. Yes. Was, Hashtag was Met Gala. So yes. one, of, one of the things that you've started, you know, you're so good at tw- tw- Twitter and social media. You know, you have like <laughs> hashtag Bobo Free Marianne now right. on top of hashtag well, 699. Um, yeah. uh, we spoke yesterday. I had said to Howard, I'm coming up with a new name, Bobo Free Marianne, because it was Bobo Free Summer. Now I'm free him. So I go, I, I'm not good at social media at all. I sat here trying to figure out, I Google how to get a second account without losing the first. And I did it. Didn't My daughter said, my, you're getting better and better. And I did it. And I said, fuck this motherfucker. I'm taking that McKinney picture, Mankini. I'm putting Mankini. it there. And now I have a second account. So if anyone wants to go to my second Bobo Free Marion account and join me, it's all about Bobo. Whatever you want to write about Bobo, you're more than welcome to put it there. And all of the rest of your accounts, just so we know, it's all at Marianne from Brooklyn, correct? I guess. I don't even yeah. <laughs> right. we'll, we'll put, put it, it up. We'll, we'll put, put it, it up. up. We'll put it up. Marianne's Instagram is at Marianne from Brooklyn, and her Twitter is at MF Brooklyn. Put it, we'll put it up. up. We'll put it up. Well, so if anyone wants I know to be is in touch. I, the, the part, because I know we, we spoke enough now, the part about me wanting to come on, I want to say two things was when. I saw you girls had the show for females, and I think you should keep it that way. It should be female, female. And all the listeners that come, if men want to listen, that's fine. But keep it to females because there is no platform where only the ladies could come and talk. And I could send a bunch of women your way. Please which do, because we to. are, right. the entire reason for, for the podcast is I wanted, I'm looking for female super right. I want other women that don't have the opportunity to call the way I do to get on and talk to, because they'll have a million interesting Howard stories and how they connected. And then, so that, so when I first said, oh, I want to go on, I want to go on. And then I said, you know what? They're talking, let them talk about that. I can't be on another show putting my two cents in. But then when this bubble thing came up, I think I reached out to Lisa and I wanted to get on or, and, and I wanted to say like, this bubble thing went more than the show. It went to like, 
the trust that like, if I can't trust him for questions on the show now, am I really able to trust him in just general? He, broke, he didn't only bring right. the, broke the trust of the show. Right. He broke your trust as a friend. So that's the point now where people say went oh, against like, the family. Rasan says, Rasan says uh, she's dramatic. I'm dramatic because I know how much time and energy and truth I, I, you know, did for him for the show. So let it be. And, you know, for now it's done. I mean, you know, I'm a true Sicilian. Once it's done, right. it's done. And that's right. a big quality to have. But I'm glad you brought up Rasan and the, and the wrap up show because the wrap up show only has a male take. And that's another reason why right. we wanted to do the pop-up podcast right. because sometimes their take on it is like, well, wait a minute. No, you missed the right. point, but it's a female perspective. They're missing. You know? I agree. Right. Yeah. But they do have a lot of fabulous female writers up at the show now. Well, that, have, okay. So we are all about that. So part right. of what we're doing is gone. We, we want to know how they, how they make the sausage. We, right. we want to call out the female right. writers and, right. you know, we're really, you know, right. you're the, you know, of the, they have a lot of great, like there's a girl up there, Samantha and uh, who does Anne, Anne Marie, you know, Oh my God. And you know, Anne Marie and this, uh, the ones who do like Sal's wife, and uh-huh you know, oh love and the right you know the people don't realize it's not all male there's a lot of great no, we know the, yeah the one who does jennifer her right oh, Ron, oh, right the <laughs> one who does greta the one that does right. ronnie's mom right, right. well um, ronnie's mom is shecky uh, she, uh, oh a, medium she's, a, she's i should have I should put her in touch with you. She's a big mm-hmm. comedian and she's from Mott Street where my dad had the gun store. And like, I really love her. I think she, I'm always pushing her. I'm always saying, you got to call in. You got to be Ronnie's mom today. Cause Ronnie, you know, like I'm always like, that's my, that's amazing vaccine that I want to let people I have love it. to get on. But Lisa, who are to- we trying to figure out does a voice and we, we all can't figure a out. A lot of them is. is Rachel Butera. She's a big part of it too, Rachel. She's in George. Cal- it was the George Takei. George Takei. I know that it's probably changed within the last couple of years, but George Takei is really the trying guy to figure out who's George doing that's, a, that's, a, that's a comedian up there. Yeah. That's another comedian that Chris Wilding is incredible. His voices oh. are. I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Only because he's been on my Instagram, but his doctor now is on point. I doctor now is great. Right. I, I did. did you no, know, I, I got. I got Dr. Now first and then he copied. Yes, absolutely. No, I no, no. Know. You were the one who bought the Dr. Right. Now cameo right. first. 100% that was you. But I actually DM'd uh, Chris when he broke up with uh, Dr. Mm-hmm. Panama. And I was like, listen, stop being so sad. That voice is like, it's gold. Right. Why don't you use right. it for something else? I don't know why right. he isn't. Um, well, you keep mentioning the, the gun show. And Lisa, this is really your question. Do you want, because we, you know, because you are. We, we've we've spoken to you about the fact that you are not now you are no longer the godmother of the right. whackback, but you are the godfather of the whackback. <laughs> but Lisa, what you what were you saying? About, yeah, it's of, kind of a six degrees of separation moment. So you know, and I know the the wrap up show talked about it, how naming you know down now you're the right, potentially right. godmother and godfather, but you actually had a real life godfather moment I met al pacino on the front of, in front of Bertolt goodman in nine in the 1970s and he shot i looked at him and he and he was like so you know how he is not in it's like a howard like don't mm-hmm. approach him. and he gave me the look and i i went like this and i didn't scream like you know al pacino. i also saw lassie in the plaza hotel because i used to work there i worked in lord and taylor designing oh. and i worked in mason mendelson was in the p uh, the plaza hotel it was a dress shop and I used to dress um, George Steinbrenner's wife in um, wow. Ultra Suede. In Ultra Suede, <gasps> I love. I I my couch is Ultra Suede. Of course, my couch is Ultra Suede. She was I love Ultra Suede. She had a big Yankee ring, and I was like a sales girl there. 
but it was fun. It was all great. They used to nice. take the train to work. But my dad had the gun shop and my brother has the factory now where they make it. And uh, even though it's a gun business, I know people are against that. New York City has the toughest gun laws and my brother now, which my father did too, does a lot of charity for a lot of events for people. And it's more for- um, We need law enforcement. Both right. of my brothers are in law enforcement. No, in New York you know. City has got the biggest gun laws, which Very, people yeah. don't realize. So a specific like collectible, they're into collectible guns for Stone Cold Steve Austin, and that's how it was. And Stone mm-hmm. Cold was the greatest. And the and me calling Howard, that was the first time, best day of my life. We calling. had so many parallels because I met- um, Shane McMahon and Marissa, his wife, through Stone Cold Steve Austin. I had him on Conan because my, I grew up right. with right. WWF at the time. I was uh, the biggest fan of Stone Cold and right. I all mean, of them. Oh my God. Rowdy, Rowdy, Rowdy Piper. My, son, my son and then the yeah. junkyard dog. And uh, of course, Rowdy and- Roddy Piper. When Rowdy Roddy Piper died, I was really hurt. I was like, because my, my brothers are nine and 13 years older than me. So right. that's how we connected right. was watching wrestling because I was a little girl. They didn't want me around, but if I could be quiet and watch wrestling, I could hang out. Uh, Bruno San Martino. I bet mm-hmm. you know. I don't know how. Absolutely. Old no, but that we, was we, we were watching was when it was local, local, even before. Right. Us too. Channel 9, Channel yes. 11. It was, on. Yes. it was only when there was like the seven. I don't know if Lisa knows. She's a baby. But the seven channels, those mm-hmm. channels were like. They, and they would wrestle at the New York Palace, which was now it's now it's the shops at Columbus Circle. It's a very fancy mall now, but it used to be. Oh, this, is like, that where they used to wrestle? Yeah, right. remember the New York Palace? Yes. And when you weren't wrestling there until they moved to Madison Square Garden, you know what they did at the New York Palace? The buses would line up and that's where everybody would get on the buses to go to Rikers. That's all that right. went on there. Right. That's crazy. <laughs> right. Imagine New York and all the stories and the people. Mm-hmm. Fell forum, the palladium. I mm-hmm. saw how the palladium was horrible. But anyway, I yeah, felt in my it. neighborhood is uh it, it was Fillmore East. Right, right. Now it's Irving Plaza. Yeah. yeah I can't believe it. I know, I know. everything changed. Marianne. Yeah. You said it all. Oh, I said enough. <laughs> you said it all, just like how it out. I feel so much better that I got my bobo side out. I want all the female fans to listen to you guys. You're fantastic. I appreciate it. I'm so happy I was part of it today. Thank you so much, both of you. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Keep listening. Now we'll recap this interview. That was so fun. It was. That was was amazing. Mm -hmm. And by the way, I'm really proud of us. We did an in-depth, our first podcast in-depth interview. We covered everything amazingly with three pages of, of notes to go through with her. And I think we got it all. I, oh my God. And I love that. She's so uh, into us finding more female super fans for sure. I think. And also too, I love the fact that, you know, obviously it's about how I, it's a good perspective for people that are questioning, like, why is she over the top? Why does she feel this way to really kind of get behind the curtain and feel the, the personal touch that it's, it's had on her, um, in terms of her relationship with Bobo. And it, it just gives further insights to, to why she feels the way that she feels. She's so sweet and so adorable. I mean, she's just, and she's so self-deprecating, mm-hmm. you know, and she's, don't you think she's very different than the Marianne that is portrayed on the show? That's one of the reasons why I really wanted to have her on the pod. So you could see that she's like a well-rounded, you know, woman. She's not just all I need, you know? Oh, we didn't get her to sing the song. <laughs> well, it's okay. Well. <laughs> no worries. No, I think but to you know your point. I mean? 
yeah, to your point, I, I think it's important for people to see, obviously there's a human side to, you know, the show, we're all going to have their personas when we call in and, and, you know, and, you know, it's very hard to capture the essence of that person, you know, so hopefully that came off, but yeah, for sure. She's, she's definitely a down to earth and really sweet person. And, and she's always thinking of, of Howard's fans first. And, and she said it as to your point, um, asked the question, there's an opportunity for, you know, people of whack pack to, to make money off cameo to, to, um, promote things with, to, to benefit from being from whack pack. And she really doesn't, you know, she really does it for the love of Howard. Did you ever think that she had such an in-depth friendship with Bobo that she was on the phone with him twice a week and like, and over the years having him over her house, every single time they would go to AGT that she was breaking bread with him. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't have, I, I knew that she was being kind, but she's saying that they had a real, like a real friendship. Like, you know, they would talk about their kids and being parents. I mean, that's, yeah. And I'm trying not to be biased, obviously, like, you know, we, but we don't have Bobo here, hope, you know, to, to, to tell his side of it, but you know, and based on what she's will. saying, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sorry, you never will. I don't think I never, yeah. I, I, I'm not, I am no Marianne from Brooklyn. I could never put Thoughts? that. I can't. No. <laughs> Thoughts? Thoughts? <laughs> but uh, yeah, you know, you always figure, you know, and it's been mentioned before that they had a rapport o- offline and, um, I, f- I do kind of feel bad because, you know, obviously she's given him the benefit of the doubt probably one too many times. And for, and again, I don't want to put words in her mouth, but it, based on that summary, you know, it, she really kind of just peeled the onion on, on how she feels like for lack of a better word being used. And there was just a complete lack of transparency and what, and it was his heart really in it in terms of all those times that he reached out or was it just to be able to get help to, to market himself? You know, It really feels like Bobo is in it for Bobo. Mm-hmm. And Marianne is in it for the fans and yep. for Howard. The fact that she won't, I mean, she won't create a cameo account, which by the way, could make her, uh, I mean, look at, you know, look at um, uh, High Pitch Eric is in the five figures, almost six figures making money on cameo. He's buying himself a 50 or $90,000 truck. He's flying first class places. Like this is a lot of money he's making on cameo. And she is literally leaving money on the table. She's yeah. Like, no. I remember I'm, when I'll, I'll, it, I mean, and spending money for Howard. Exactly. You know, spending money out of her own pocket to go parking for, for AGT, you know, the, she, she's probably in a position that she really called the, you know, again, I I'm, I'm just hypothetical here, but called the show and said, Hey, you know what? Can I get a parking parking pass for me? Like some sure somebody would hook her up, but that, that's just not in her nature. She's, 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 well, a, I was, she, I was so herself. hoping yeah. I was so hoping because you can, there are places to park over there, but they're like underground and like, you know, in the building, you know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah. One of the things that resonated with me was when she was talking about, you know, you know, I just wanted to sit back and absorb like the relationships that she's built, built as a part of the show and, and really, you know, talking about those things. And you talked about it with Marianne, as well as your experiences, Marianne Garvey to say, you know, these are, I can remember when this happened in my life and Howard was there for me. And, you know, and she, and she talked about it. Like, you know, I remember when, you know, Maxi boy, you know, was sick and going in the hospital and Howard was there for me in the mm-hmm. Conan interview. And that'll always stick with me. And Howard's been there. So it really is. This, Howard you know, has been there in so many significant ways. When my, when, when um, Suki died, um, sorry, when Baxter died, my dog died. I was so sad a year later. And I mm-hmm. saw the two cats on Instagram on Beth's Instagram. I'm like, 
you know, I mean, and, and it's so interesting that like when my dad passed away, you know, just a couple of years later is when I started listening to Howard, like he really has become this, like this, that they have become a surrogate family when you don't have, you know, my, my, I was living on my own when I was 17 years old. My mom moved away before I even graduated from high school. So, you know, when you have absent either abandonment, you know, parents that abandon you or a parent that dies, you are struggling. And that is how I found the show. I was like, I, I, I can count on them every single day. They made me laugh or they would fight. And I, you know, I grew up in a tumultuous household. So if you hear other people fighting, it's oddly comforting to know that you're not the one getting yelled at. So like, that's the other thing. Like, you mean everyone's yelling and screaming and it has nothing to do with me? Okay. That's that's what it was like growing up in my house. There were, you know, a million kids, you know, step, you know, half my half siblings on both sides. There was, you know, a tumultuous marriage in the middle and always yelling and screaming. And you would wait and you'd be like, oh, that's not about me. And you would calm yourself down. So it's odd that the fighting, you know, my husband's like, how can you listen to them argue? And I'm like, that's very calming (laughs) to me. Absolutely. You know, it's like, you know, it's, it's like a lullaby oddly, you know, because that's how I grew up. So I really, and I looked up to Robin so much because she was this amazing woman in my life who was the only woman amongst a lot of men. And I, while I have now a lot of female friends, um, it, I was always, you know, friends with, with guys faster for some reason. So I really related to Robin being the only woman in the room. And it really helped me with my business because then a lot of times I was the only woman in the room of room full of men. Absolutely. And then also too, like just from personal experience and talking about memories, when she was talking about Max, it really, I didn't want to be a Debbie Downer, but it really hit the chord with me because, you know, you know what I've been going through with Rocco and just a couple of weeks ago, I was getting some of the worst news that I could ever imagine and should have probably been on the floor bawling and in the background yeah I'm listening to Howard and talking to my vet and uh, Mike Perlman making fun of Ronnie's shirts and outfits and I was like oh thank you guys you know what I mean so you yeah, know you it, it definitely count on them as they exactly escape. by the mm-hmm. way hashtag press press for Rocco Rocco uh, <laughs> yeah is 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 surviving and mm-hmm. going to survive his cancer but yeah it's all good press for Rocco but uh, yeah, no, I think she really, like I said, covered the the the, ga- the gauntlet in terms of you know opportunities that she's had with the show and 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 memories as well. It, it um, was incredible, really fun talking to her. I it, mean, I don't foresee. I know we've always said like we're not going to interview a million people from the WAC Pack. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, we don't need to ever have any of them on because yes, Marianne from Brooklyn. I mean, Marianne from Brooklyn. The is Queen the has the spoken. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And there we are. The Queen has spoken. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, the great news is that Marianne from Brooklyn is going to help us find all of you female super fans here and subscribe and like and and start sharing it with other people. But launching a podcast is hard, guys. We need some more listeners. So if you're out there, please. Yeah, share. for sure. We want to hear your story. To contact the pop up podcast, email us at the pop up podcast at gmail.com or visit our Instagram page at the underscore pop-up podcast for links to our social media and bonus video content. Disclaimer, the pop-up podcast is not in any way affiliated to the Howard Stern show. We are a tribute podcast run by fans for fans.